Listener Production. Hello, Benzion Siebert with you for today's extra episode of The Briefing. You've heard a lot about Coles and Woolworths in the media, including on this show recently, and for good reason. The big supermarkets have been making bigger profit margins on food at a time when people are struggling to afford it. A Senate inquiry has been announced to investigate the allegation that Coles and Woolies are artificially inflating their prices. And there's a lot of anger out there at the moment. Now, one Aussie influencer has amassed a million views on a video that expresses that anger. It calls for people to boycott Coles and Woolies on the days where they generally make a lot of money, December 23rd and 24th, right before Christmas. But will people actually do it, and will it make any difference? The briefing's Sasha Barbagat spoke to TikTok creator Dylan Fragamini to find out. Dylan, thanks for joining us on The Briefing today. Look, first off, what made you decide to launch this boycott? I'm a huge TikTok scroller and I just kept seeing videos of people who were really struggling with the cost of living crisis and a lot of them were specifically about Coles and Woolworths prices. And then I saw a couple of videos about how in 2023 they recorded record high profits, higher than the years previous when we were in a cost of living crisis. And then I saw one video by someone named Shadams, sort of hinting towards a boycott, but not calling for it. And I thought, well, I have a a small following. I'm just going to do it. Your small following uh, managed to reach over one and a half million people in views on this TikTok video, over 110,000 likes, thousands of comments. Did you expect it to blow up in the way that it did? I never know what to expect with TikTok. You never know if something's going to blow up or not. I did expect it to get a range of responses, positive and negative, and that's exactly what it got, but I didn't expect it to be so big. Tell us about some of the responses you got from your followers and the people who found the video. Yeah, so it was a really wide range of responses. Definitely lots of people that are keen for the boycott, but most of them were calling for it to be permanent or to be longer. Um, And then the negative responses were people saying, we think this is great, but it's not going to work, so we're not going to bother. And then obviously the troll people who just come come along to post the negative comments and hope for some negative interaction, but we've kind of ignored a bit of that. Well, it's inevitable on uh, TikTok that you're going to get a few trolls. But look, I do want to take one point that I read from a couple of people who commented on your video who said, you know, a one or two day boycott of Coles and Woolies is kind of pointless because you go, oh, I'll buy my ham on the 22nd instead of the 23rd. Coles and Woolies are still making that profit. I guess to me, though, it speaks more of sending a message to the supermarkets. Would you agree? Absolutely. And that was the intention because Coles and Woolworths are so convenient for many people. And then there are lots of people that live in remote communities that have no choice other than to shop at those places. They don't have an alternative. So like I personally would love to continue shopping there, but I just want to send a message to say like, hey, we have people, especially in Brisbane now, living in tents on the water that we've never seen before in our lifetime. How are you justifying um, recording record profits please, this is our message. We're not going to shop with you on these two days and please just listen to us and try and help. Yeah, absolutely. I think it can feel powerless as a consumer sometimes, particularly when it comes to groceries. It's not a choice to have to buy toilet paper and soap and fruit and veg to eat for dinner. What have your followers told you about how they feel about the big supermarkets in general? Like, is it anger? Is it confusion? Is it sadness? Like, where are they at? 
The overall sense that I think I'm picking up from this online community is two things, definitely anger. Um, and I would say there's a slight hint of fear in there from people just thinking, how am I going to afford to eat and to feed my family? Like it's, and it is also confusion, but mostly there's just that fear of people going, I just bought dinner last night, just for last night. And it cost me $50 just to feed my family at home. First of all, it's becoming cheaper to shop, to just go out for dinner these days. Um, but second of all, if people have a family of five, they're just angry and scared at what their future holds. How are they going to eat? How are they going to eat healthily? Mm. All right. Before I let you go, what's your what's your plan? It's obviously 23rd and 24th, days before Christmas. That's when I know for me, I'm going, oh, I've got to get the dips. I've got to get, you know, the chips and crackers and the cheese and maybe I'll pick up some fruit and veg. What's your plan if you're going to not be shopping at Coles or Woolies for those two days? Or are you just going to go somewhere else? Definitely shop at alternative places. Um, if there is something specifically that I need from Coles and Woolworths or that I think only they will sell, I'm now, I've am now i now moved into a point where I'm researching online where else I can buy it. And if I can't, then definitely shopping there. But I'm going to not do it on those two days. But alternatively, just shopping at Aldi, Foodworks, IGA, anywhere else where I can get the supplies, local farmers, local markets, Wow. All right. Well, it's a strong message. And like you said, it is about making that statement to Coles and Woolies. So I suppose we'll see how many people join in. Like I said, over a million views. You never know. We could start a movement here. So uh, all the best with it, Dylan. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much. That was Dylan Fragamini there. Sasha also reached out to QUT professor Gary Mortimer, who's studied food retailing and consumer behaviour in depth. Professor Gary Mortimer, thanks so much for joining us on the briefing today. What do you make of this proposed boycott? I think it's um, you know it's a person that particularly wants to gain some uh, momentum behind uh, I guess a perception that big retailers are making ultra profits and that potentially one way in which to uh, in, in which to impact those profits is to withdraw from shopping uh, with those retail businesses for a couple of days into the lead up to Christmas. To be perfectly honest, uh, I'm not sure exactly how many people will choose to boycott the big supermarkets two days out of Christmas. I suspect very few because this is an important time uh, you know, where, where food and groceries will be purchased, not just uh, with the big supermarkets, but across the board, including specialty retailers, including uh, you know, wharves around Sydney, Melbourne and, uh, and Brisbane. Mm. Look, it is clear to see there's growing anger among consumers at Coles and Woolies. Uh, you know, there's the sense and what this boycott kind of came from was anger at the idea that they're profiteering from inflation and cost of living and we're all paying more, but they're making more and more money. What do you think it will take for the big supermarkets to kind of sit up and realise that this anger from consumers is growing and perhaps they need to address it? It's, re- it's really interesting. I-, I-, I think when you look at the commentary, certainly over the last couple of years, there does tend to be a tendency or even a desire to sort of bash up big retailers or big banks, big insurers, or even big airlines. And and yet those brands often rate as some of the most trusted brands in Australia. You only need to look at the Roy Morgan, uh, you know, trusted brands report that comes out every year. Uh, and those same big brands that we, uh, we tend to bash up tend to get listed as the most trusted brands. 
you know, I think when it comes specifically to, to supermarkets, um, you know, the, the profits that they make do to the average family seem uh, incredibly high. You know, Coles, for example, made uh, just over a billion dollars worth of profit in their last year's uh, results. And a and billion dollars is a lot of money. But I think what people forget to do is actually look at that profit and loss sheet and realise that they had to make $41 billion in sales to make a billion dollars in profit. And I think when we put that into context and we think about maybe you know, our young kids going out on the footpath over a weekend to, to run a, a lemonade stand, at the end of the, the week, uh, uh, the weekend, they come in with $41 uh, that they've made for Christmas presents this year. Uh, you immediately take from $40 and they're left with $1. And then you explain to them that, well, the lemons weren't free. You had to buy the lemons and you had to pay for the signage. You had to lease the table. You had to buy the plastic cups, those packaging costs, there's some logistics costs. And all of those costs amounted to $40 and they have a dollar left. And out of that dollar, they now have to refurbish that table and buy new marketing and compete with competitors. So I think when we look at the number, it seems really high. But when we look at the proportion that they have to actually sell to make that number in context, it is quite rather low when you think about the percentages. What do you anticipate will come from the Senate inquiry uh, that's been recently announced? I mean, do you think the goal of ultimately lowering grocery prices can be achieved through government? No, listen, unfortunately, I don't think a settlement inquiry will lead to lower grocery prices. I think when you've got a couple of big supermarkets in the marketplace, but you've got a growing discounter in the form of Aldi, you've got other smaller players like IGA, Food Group, and other independent players, and Costco, obviously a much more growing business now that dominates in the bulk retail, uh, you know, gross retail space. I think just the competitive nature of retail, and, and we have to sort of include in that Amazon's foray into Australia with their own range of food products as well. That will dominate price competition within the marketplace. Will a Senate inquiry do that? Not necessarily. But what I think a Senate inquiry will do is actually uncover uh, any sort of uncomfortable behaviour, maybe supermarkets, retailers, suppliers, logistics providers, wholesalers, manufacturers are engaged in uh, and have been engaged in over a while. Uh, and, and I think, you know, I'd welcome uh, a Senate inquiry into any types of uh, you know, uncomfortable or, or illegal activity. I think the supermarkets will be very readily happy to participate, as will suppliers and manufacturers and logistics companies as well. Yeah, well, as with anything in politics, it's a wait and see game. And like you said, maybe nothing will come from it. But I think it's clear that it's a response to growing consumer sentiment that they feel like they're getting ripped off and they want something done. So, Time will tell, hey. Uh, Gary Mortimer, thanks so much for your time today. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was The briefing. Sasha Barbagat speaking with Professor Gary Mortimer, an expert on food retailing and consumer behaviour at Queensland's University of Technology. And earlier from the woman leading a planned boycott of Woolworths and Coles on December 23rd and 24th, Dylan Fragamini. That's all we have time for today. The briefing will be back in your feed tomorrow morning at six. I'm Ben Siebert. Thanks for listening. Listener.